Welcome to Sophisticated Property Investing, a podcast brought to you by Ethical Property Partners, the experts in sophisticated property investment. Hi there, ladies and gents. Welcome to this week's episode of the Sophisticated Property Investor podcast. My name is Frank Flegg, founder of Ethical Property Partners. And with me today, I have Amanda Jarvis Dorr. Amanda, welcome. Hi, Frank. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. The sun is shining. The snow this week was amazing, uh, but has now melted and it feels a little like spring. Now, I know we're running into Christmas and it's probably going to get a lot colder, maybe hopefully see a bit more snow. But this podcast, I wanted to talk to you about how best we as property investors can use the Christmas break. Typically, lawyers won't accept any completion dates beyond about the 15th, 16th, 17th of December. And many of them won't open in between Christmas and New Year. And then they'll come back first week in in January. So it's actually a proper break of anywhere between two and three weeks. And I've historically shut the offices for a full two weeks. So what do you do over that complete shutdown of the industry? in your business, Amanda, if anything? That's a really interesting question, Frank. Um, And I think I've had times where I've done both. Um, I've probably had times where I've worked all the way through, mainly because I haven't got my accounts done in time and I know that I've got a January deadline for that. (laughs) I know that feeling. (laughs) (laughs) And I've been working all the hours of the Christmas break, getting those uh, prepared and ready for that. Um, But I've also had times where I've completely switched off and I haven't done anything. But I actually think that there's a really good opportunity to to probably have a happy medium somewhere in between. What about you? As you were talking, I was just thinking about what what suited me best in the the past. Um, I've definitely tried to elongate that that time I, I think it's a really special time I think it's a special time for family I think it's a special time for looking after yourself on EPP we talk quite a lot about our well-being and I think that gets missed a lot when people look at property education I think they miss that it starts with you so I I, I think if we take a few steps back how are you going to use the Christmas break to better yourself so I am going on holiday with my my boys after Christmas. I think we're going on the 27th. And my goal is to be fitter, lighter, leaner on the 27th than I am the week before Christmas on the 20th. And that's quite unusual. You know, most people just resign themselves to to being, uh, to putting on a few pounds and being quite um, stationary over the Christmas break. But I see it as a lot of the time I'm squeezing an hour of, gym time or an hour of cardio into my busy day and so if I don't have a busy day then that's great I can go do two or three hours of working out so I see it as a time when I can really invest in my physical well-being uh, for starters Mm. I see it as a time when I've got more time to cook and to eat healthily and not necessarily boring I think you can eat really well at Christmas and and I'm not like I'm not going to not eat any chocolate and I'm not going to not drink any alcohol but I think in moderation and obviously if you're exercising more you can you can eat more and still maintain an equilibrium but I certainly don't go crazy like I have done in the past um and then so if you think of that as your exercise and you know the the fuel that you're putting in your body but then the mental wellness i think it's such a special time for that because 
you can catch your breath. You can read more. I read loads more over Christmas. Like typically my kids, my kids are eight and 10. Typically they'll watch a lot of Christmas films and most of which I've seen before. Like the number of times I've seen Home Alone. (laughs) Elf Elf is the one in our house. Absolutely. That's it. Yeah. So um, (laughs) um, I'm not, really you know and I was, they, they want to sit with me and cuddle with me and stuff but I quite like reading a book in front of the tv they they watch that and I'm reading a book so I'll read more and I'll typically get more sleep because I haven't got to get up for a, a 6 30 a.m monday morning webinar for the EPP partners because you know we, we we knock those on the head for a couple of weeks so mm-hmm. yeah I think I I do get more sleep I do get more exercise and I do eat pretty healthily so I think that's an important part in terms of work I don't find it relaxing to give myself a to-do list of work I have done this many times before by the way but have now you know realized that it doesn't serve me um to give myself a to-do list of work things to do whilst I'm on holiday because I just find it taints my holiday. And it doesn't matter if I'm going, you know, if I'm flying long haul. I used to think, right, I've got eight hours in the air, so I'll get this done and this done, and I'd plan a day's work. And, of course, you can't phone or, or you can email people. You know, the emails will send afterwards, and I think you can now even get Wi-Fi on planes. But mm-hmm. I'm going back a few years when I, when I used to do this. But I used to, like, cram in. I can do eight hours' work on the way there and eight hours on the way back, and I'm going to keep getting up at 6 a.m., so that gives me an extra hour before um, my wife gets up. And, and I don't do that now. Um, oh, and also, I'd give myself a reading list. So, you know, we're going to be sat around the pool load. So I'm going to read this book and this book. And before you know it, you kind of got yourself a schedule that you then have to stick to while you're away. And you, you then creep into, oh, yeah, I can, I'll bang you that email while I'm away. And I do that. And I know people that do an hour of emails on their phone sat around the pool every day. And yeah, it doesn't work for me. I know some people it, it does work for, but not for me. So over Christmas, I will give myself the choice of doing zone work. I, I won't do demand work and it's probably worth us delving into the difference between those two, but I would mm-hmm. definitely do zone work. So I give myself the option of doing zone work and almost always, but not always, that's the thing, but almost always I will do some zone work. So I'll sit down with a, a blank paper, piece of paper and do some, some planning or some um, destination mastery. And I think it's probably worth us drilling down into that a little bit. Um, and sometimes I surprise myself because most often I'll get three, four, five days in to a, a break. I'm, I'm taking a month. Um, I think I'm taking two days shy of a month. So I'm taking 29 days or something off um, because it's such a quiet time. And I'll be amazed if I don't do some zone work during that time. But I'm not giving myself any demand uh, work. So nothing that has to be done. And I have surprised myself in the past where I've said, yeah, I I can do zone work if I feel like it. I can read books if I feel like it. And actually haven't. I don't think there's ever been a holiday where I've not read some educational books because I just love it. But there have been times I've not picked up a pen and not opened my laptop for, you know, a couple of weeks. Um, But more often than not, I'll get four or five days in the noise will have abated I'll have I'll feel relaxed especially if I am looking after myself especially if I am you know eating well exercising sleeping well and then I'll start to get a little bit I think the word is probably excited excited about next year excited about um 
what I can achieve moving forwards. And that's when I want to start doing some planning and doing some some creative thinking around that. So yeah, that that's kind of been my journey. And it, it's been a journey over probably the last 15 years that has changed from trying to be really efficient to now realizing that it's more efficient for me over the long term to have a proper break and to give mm. myself that freedom to not have to do anything than to try and squeeze in additional stuff so what about you how how so you've said that you've you've had a lot of do activity so a lot of demand activity in the past your your um um financial returns etc but where are you at now how do you, how do you treat it now i think i'm working two days i've committed i've set the two days this year um and i'm working those two days i've got my wedding anniversary on the 30th of december so that kind of breaks up the christmas holidays yes. somewhat um so and you, got I married. Made... you got married the day before new year's eve did you you got married yeah, I, I, I hate new year's eve so i didn't want to get married on new year's <laughs> eve um although actually that would probably have been a better day to get married because then it would have been something to celebrate and i could yeah. i could have dismissed new year's <laughs> eve um <laughs> But um, we got married on the 30th of December. So our anniversary is always on the 30th of December. And I've committed that I will never work on that day. So it always carries over into um, the 31st and New Year's Eve. Um, so I, I always take those two days off anyway. For me this year, I'm working two days, but those two days are going to be zone activities. They're not going to be demand. So it's very much going to be about planning and organising and working on me and my business. So working on it rather than in it. Mm. Um, and they're not going to be as long days as I would normally do. So let me just delve into that a bit then. So which two days are you working? Which two days of the holidays? Oh, I'm going to have to look at my calendar now. <laughs> um, and when you say shorter hours, what, what, what hours are relaxed for you? And, and finally, where will you do them? Will you do them on the sofa at home? Will you go into your office? Will you sit in your home office? Um, so I'm working the 28th and 29th. Yeah. What days of the week are those out of interest? Tuesdays and Wednesday. Tuesday and Wednesday. Okay. So that's between Christmas and New Year. Yeah. yeah. So you, you've still got your Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. Uh, boxing day and then you're going to go into the office and do two days yeah yeah um i am going to come into the office mainly because of distractions at home and i know that i won't I, i'll be pulled into demand there rather yeah. than mm -hmm. um concentrating on what i want to so i'm, I'm but I'm, I'm lucky you know my my office is five minutes away from home so you can walk there not have to yeah. not, not have to worry about being hung over <laughs> yeah. so um i will be coming into the office but it, it is very much going to be focused on um working on the business rather than yeah it. so we've talked about zone and demand what, what what's the difference between those two uh, in your mind let's jump into that in my mind zone activities are the working on me and, and working on my business rather than working in it so the demand activities are working in my business so the things that are pulling me to to go and do something or to do something that's becoming urgent when you say you're going to work for those two days on your business what what kind of things will you expect to be doing will you plan them out in advance or will you just see what you feel like and what will you actually be doing so we're meeting with our franchisees uh later this month we're going to be looking at our next quarter plan i won't be doing my plan on that day i will have done my plan i'm doing my plan next week 
So I'm really looking forward to that. But I rarely come away from any plan when I initially write it, completely happy with it. So I'll be spending, allocating some of that time to refine my plan and look at it and actually really get it finished and complete and to a point where I'm content with it. And I'm happy for how the next quarter is going to look. Um, so I've got that to do for my own business, but also for my um, for the uh, for the EPP master franchise. Um, so there's two plans to be doing there. Um, so that's pretty busy. But I always like planning because then it gives me that clarity. So when I start back at work in January, I know exactly where I'm going and I know I know what my path is. It's already laid out. Um, so I'm not. I'm not guessing. There's no guesswork involved. I know exactly what I've got to do, when I've got to do it and how I've got to do it. So, yes, there'll be a plan. So I'll be working on that. I will probably be doing some reading or listening. The listening, though, may be going out for a walk and putting my headphones on. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and getting some fresh air, blowing away some cobwebs. <laughs> Um, we've, we've recently had, well, she's, she's not quite so, so much of a puppy now, but she's nine months old um, and she takes some exercise. So uh, putting my headphones on and going out for a long walk with her is always beneficial because then she's tired for later. <laughs> um, but I love just, you know, listening to the aud- educational audio books. So that's my zone activity. It's, it's educating me, but it's still relaxing. So Christmas for me is, is a time of like family walks. You, you're married, you've got adult children. Um, if you're listening to audio, are you out walking on your own with the, with the dogs? Or Yes. Yeah. So is that something you do anyway or do you do it on your own because you want to listen to audio? How, how does it impact? So, so I do it on my own because I want to listen to audio. Mm. Um, so Sean just walks 20 yards behind you, does he? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it'd go down so well if I put my headphones on when I went out for a walk with Sean, it would, uh, yeah, I might not be seeing my wedding anniversary. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Especially the two days before it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're, um, no, I always go out on my own if I'm, if I'm wanting to listen to audio. Um, I'm a, a big person for listening to audio in the car. Um, so if, if I'm ever in the car, um, I, I think really on in my journey, Frank, I set myself a rule that when I went, went in the car, the first 10 minutes of any journey was always audio. Um, as you know, sometimes your car becomes your office and you have to make calls and, and things. And so um, the first 10 minutes is always audio. I'm not making calls as soon as I get in the car. I remember you telling me this oh years ago now. Um, and is that still is that a habit you've maintained? You still do it's that still now? A habit I've maintained. Wow, I've done it at times and then I've slipped out of that habit. But it is a good habit, I have to admit, because often you'll then get into something interesting and carry on, won't you? And it'll become half an hour. Um, but also, it's a good example to other people because it automatically comes in when I get in the car. <laughs> And so and remember that when the kids were younger, they were like, oh, mum, what are you listening to now? Um, but, you know, if I get in the car with an investor or I get in the car with uh, a client, then and my audio's on, they know that I'm constantly educating myself mm. and that I'm not, you know, just listening to anything. It's, it's interesting and it's... I'm constantly improving myself, which is it's a massive part of EPP is constant and never ending improvement. We operate with Kaizen all the time. 
And so it's leading by example, isn't it? So I will be spending some time doing some personal development. I'll probably be doing some more gym stuff, but on those two days in the office, it will mostly be planning. So what mistake, Frank, do you think that people often make during the Christmas holidays? I'll tell you one mistake I've made in the past is I've started something new at Christmas. And I think this is to do with my personality, but I've got excited about something, jumped in with both feet and spent the whole Christmas holiday like... I remember once I had this idea, it was when I was a teacher, and I had this idea to create a website that shared teaching resources. And I just got so excited. Teachshare.com, that was the website I remember. And um, I, I, had, I had it live and I had, um, I doubt very much it's still live, but um, those resources that like my teaching friends from various schools had put up on it and stuff. I got really excited about it and I started uploading resources that I'd created during the year. And I just figured all these teachers all across the country, maybe even across the world, are up, are creating their own resources and we could just all have them on a website and and when you come to teach, you know, lesson three of module five of this science course, it's 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 there and you can look at what people have created and download an exercise and, and just make it rather than creating a, a brand new worksheet and stuff. And it was just an idea I had and I got very excited about it. I bought the domain. I didn't know how to build websites. So I taught myself to build a website. Um, mm. And based- I take it this was pre-children. Absolutely. Pre-children, pre-property. Um, it was when I was a teacher. I, I think I was a student teacher, actually. But I remember at the end of the holiday, I was tired because I'd you know, been doing this for eight hours a day or whatever. I'd been all excited about it. And I hadn't really unwound. I just jumped. And then, of course, real life kicked in. I went back to to my PGCE and didn't have time to work on it. And, and it just kind of got put to one side. And I, I think that is a danger because then you don't get the relaxation and the, the catch in your breath and that, that, that we need as a you know, as a, as a wholesome being. So I think, I think that's important. I think it is important to, to prioritize unwinding. I think that has to be your top priority. I think unwinding, I think relationships, I think looking after yourself mentally, which is the unwinding, but also physically, um, which I think a lot of, I, I, I think that's probably the biggest mistake. And people might listen to this, go, you know, going, oh, come on, you know, don't be such a, a bar humbug, you know, don't be a Scrooge. Christmas is a time for, for excess and for just literally, you know, um, letting your belt out. Well, certainly for me, I can't speak for others, but for me, that doesn't serve me. I don't feel better on the 5th or 10th of January if I've just... <laughs> force fed myself for two weeks um so for me that's a mistake i've made in the past jumping into a new project secondly telling myself that i can depart from my values yeah that i can depart from my values and and not look after my body not look after my mind um i think that's a mistake and it's a balance isn't it like will i stay up till 2am watching a, a really good movie yeah yeah i will um, would I do that four nights on a row? No, because <laughs> then then I'm going to be tired and then I'm not going to be feeling like I want to exercise and then I'm going to want to eat junk and then I might have a, a, a more to drink than I might otherwise and then all of a sudden I've had a really unhealthy week. So I think it's about balance. Um, so yeah, I'm a bit gentler, gentler on myself. I'm a bit more relaxed, but equally I want to stay true to my values, you know. So 
Yeah, I think those are two mistakes I've I've made in the past. I can't talk of about other people. It's um, it's interesting there though when you talk about your values because it's my values that make me makes me feel guilty about not working and taking that complete break. Not because I'm a I'm a workaholic, although I think my kids might say that I am on occasions. <laughs> um, but because as you know, in property there is there is never nothing to do. <laughs> there's there's always something that can be done or something that you can be doing, whether it's marketing or whether it's it's um, research on getting a development together or, or wh- whatever it might be. And I, I always have that nagging feeling of guilt if I sit on the sofa watching TV um, in front of the fire with, you know, some nice nibbles. Um, I allow myself to do that on a Sunday, but to do that more than one day on the trot when I'm at home when I'm when I'm on holiday I'm I can kind of switch off and do that but I, I find Christmas a really challenging time to do that because it's almost like but but work's just five minutes down the road and I should be there so it's interesting when you talk about your values and and sort of sticking to that and you know not overeating and then having to to battle with with feeling rubbish after it um, I'm similar with the not doing not doing any work, which is probably why I've committed to the two days this year. It's fascinating, isn't it? The um, values that we we grow up with and, and hold dear to ourselves. It's like you've had one of the best years ever, and nothing of I think you've done more transactions personally on EPP than anyone else. I think I'm right in saying that. Mm. Um, how many transactions have you done this year? Uh, so seven, seven this year, and another three going through at the moment. So, so you've signed ten deals, which, given lockdowns and <laughs> closed property markets and all the rest, I think is pretty remarkable. And yet, taking two weeks off to recharge your batteries doesn't sit comfortably with you. That that that's fascinating, isn't it? Um, yeah, and, and good on you for finding that balance of saying, no, I am going to switch off. I'm going to switch off for twelve out of fourteen days or whatever it is, and I'm going to go into the office and review my plans and work on them for the rest of the time. I think it would be worth us just running through a list of zone activities because for you and I they and for the EPP partners that we started on this in October. And so what when you when you think of zone activities what do you what springs to mind which ones do you gravitate towards? Zone activities for me my favorite ones um, are my dream chart um, so working on what my dreams are, what am I doing all of this for? Um, you know, why am I getting up? But why, why am I? Why am I still coming to work two days during the school, but during the Christmas holidays? Um, so what are my dreams? What are my goals? Um, my uh, mojo minutes. So having a look at what am I going to do in a morning first thing that really sets my day up well for me to. Um, to go out and smash my day rather than me kind of bumbling along and, and being pulled into demand a lot. Mm. Um, so positive affirmations. Um, I've got post-it notes all across the bottom of my um, computer screen with po- positive affirmations on them. And, you know, I'll, I'll probably spend some time writing some new ones over the Christmas period to add to that because... 
as you know, if we constantly tell ourselves something, then we start to believe that. Mm. But equally, if we tell ourselves the same things over and over again, then our brain switches off and we don't hear it anymore. So sometimes we need to mix things up. Mm. Uh, and and just thinking of the Christmas break, you, you started with saying dream chart. Well, that's a perfect activity. You could be sat in front of the TV or sat in front of the fire, laptop on your lap, glass of wine, whatever, nibbles, as you say, and be finding pictures and creating new pages on, on your dream chart and really thinking about what is it you want. You know, I, th- I think that's a really good use of your Christmas break. You know, that was our, our topic today, wasn't it? And then... Yeah. It's, it's a good a good use of it as well because if I'm sat on on the sofa next to my husband, and you know we can be sharing what mm. what we both want rather than it just being me forging ahead and saying right this is what the plan is, you know it can be more collaborative, um, mm. and, and then and then he, he's buying into those goals and dreams that that I think are right for us as a family. Um, but he then begins to buy into those more and we, you know, we're looking forward to things together. For sure, for sure. And then you went on to say affirmations and I just had a vision of you sat there with a, a marker pen writing up new affirmations on little postcards, you know, and of course, I think that's the best use of Christmas. The best use of Christmas is to tap into your inner creativity. Mm. Um, a friend of mine, uh, Ryan Pinnock, runs super genius global with another friend of mine nick james uh, who nick nick has been on the pod this podcast before and um the two of them run super genius ryan uh, was the founder and his that 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 business name comes from ryan's belief that everyone has this genius inside of them and but we don't listen to it so his his workshops i've I've been and done a, a three-day workshop with him and uh, ryan and i and nick actually are in a mastermind all together um with some other guys and ryan will often just pause and and he's trained himself to be able to get into that moment of getting in touch with like his his gut feelings about something and he's very very um it will base a lot of decisions based on how he feels about stuff and he and his 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 basis for for that whole business actually is if we are in touch with ourselves if we can get out of the business of our heads and get into you know our hearts and our our emotions we actually know what's right for us and he can do it in five minutes i've seen well less than five minutes probably five seconds or 15 seconds and i've seen him do it on stage he'll just pause and you can see him almost like click into a different state the reason I mention that is when you're sat on the sofa and you've been sat on that sofa for a day or two and you've properly unwound and I'm not saying you haven't moved, you've gone on your nice walks and you've had nice dinners and stuff. But when, when you're in that relaxed state, I think that's the state that Ryan gets to in 15 seconds. I think it just takes the rest of us a bit more time. And I have to admit in that three day workshop with him, it was residential. So I was staying um, somewhere in London lovely hotel it'll come to me i can't remember which hotel it was we're in a nice little hotel and um by about 11 a.m on day two i was in that state i was relaxed i'd switched off from the busyness 
and all of a sudden I could I could you know get a better understanding of how I felt about different things and I think that's what we can do at Christmas and that might feel or sound a bit woo-woo to to some people but I think we are emotional beings I think we do need to really consider how we feel about stuff and what what sits comfortably with us and what what just doesn't quite settle you know what grates against us slightly what feels like hard work I'll tell you one of the zone activities that I do at Christmas is I'll often write myself a default diary for the next quarter and I'll sit down and I go what do I really want when 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 is a good time to get up for me? And I've, I've always historically got up at 6am and it, I've just been feeling tired a lot. Last six months or so, I've felt quite tired. It may have been Central America, actually, you know, the time zone difference for nine weeks and then coming back. But I just haven't managed to settle back into 6am. And I've always told myself, you know, that's what works best for me. And I think it probably did. But now I've changed it and I'm getting up at 7.30, 7.30 every day. And that is working so much better for me i'm working out harder i'm sleeping better um it's and that's quite a major shift an hour and a half um but i can still get to all my appointments okay i can still take the kids to school and 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 i think sometimes you need to slow down enough to reconsider what's important what's important in the future like your dream chart but what's important next week when you start back after christmas you know what's are you going to go to the gym the same at the same frequency that you that you did before? Are you going to start going for a walk more often? Are you going to walk with your husband? You're going to walk, listen to audio. You know, you can you can have those kind of what if conversations with yourself. What if there were no constraints on my time? What if I could choose when I go to the gym? What if I could choose what I wanted to eat? And of course, all of these are actually. <laughs> Yes, you can. You can pick all of these things. But we do so much of it. You, you and I, over the last um, few months, have been doing quite a lot of education with the partners on habit. And we um, we, we studied Charles Duhigg's book um, uh, with habit in the title. It's going to escape me. You might remember it. <laughs> um, but the, It's just called habit. Oh, is it? That's why I can't think of the rest of the title then. It's just called habit. Have you, have you just looked it up? Thank you. Um, <laughs> it's funny. Power of habit. The power of habit. Is that, I thought there was a bit more to it. I can actually see the book on my bookshelf, but I haven't got my glasses on, so I couldn't read the rest of it. I could just see the big word habit. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, the power of habit. Cool. So the power of habit. So we've studied that and we've been turning, uh, not turning, um, analyzing that and transforming that into what it means for our property businesses. But I think we do so much of our lives on autopilot that we just get trapped on that um, hamster wheel. And I think we're all subject to that i think we're all um victims of that to, to a larger or lesser extent but at christmas time when there are no lawyers to be chasing or to be chased by there are no mortgage brokers jumping up and down because all the banks are closed there is very little maintenance actually and i know people think that boilers break at christmas and that actually people don't want plumbers in their house on christmas day and boxing day and that normally it actually quietens down a bit um, over Christmas in every aspect of uh, a property business, even if you're in development, normally the site will, will close for a good week at least. And so I think you do get that time to jump off the hamster wheel, to take a few steps back and to think, what do I want for next year? What do I want for 2022? Mm. And as Tony Robbins says, we often underestimate 
what we can do in 10 or 20 or 30 or 40 years but we overestimate what can be done in in 90 days and so for me taking a step back and going so what do I want in this next year because you can achieve a lot in a year um how how do I want to enjoy the journey what do I want the journey to look like who do I want to spend the journey with what I what do I want to spend that time doing where do I want to be doing it all quite big questions you know for me Central America didn't come out of thin air that was the um product of a lot of thought a lot of discussion and a lot of planning and interestingly spending those nine weeks I realized that I could live in Mexico um longer term that that would be okay for me I I wouldn't want to live in Costa Rica and that was interesting I was before I went I was certain it'd be the other way around Mm -hmm. um but actually living in Mexico wouldn't be nice enough to sacrifice leaving England for me and I thought it you know, I thought Costa Rica would definitely be nice enough to um, to tempt me to to leave England. And you don't know these things unless you try them out. And I don't think I could have got a good feel for it by going to each country for a week. I think I needed to uh, stay in Airbnbs and travel around and have my own car and and act you know, and, and carry on with my business as well, so that I could act as though I was living there. And that gave me that clarity. But but doing those nine weeks, you, you can't, you know at the drop of a hat say oh yeah I'm not around for two months I'm just shooting off um Mm -hmm. it it takes quite a bit of planning especially if you've got two little kids in school and stuff like that so I think I think those are the kind of habit breaking thoughts you can have over Christmas and I think there's a massive power to that and and I think the point you just picked up on Amanda is you can have those conversations with your other half as well which is which is really valuable because they also have that time even if yeah, they're not they're in a relaxed state aren't you, <laughs> yeah exactly a more receptive you. state yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely and and you know when you're working at a million miles an hour and you get in after a long day at work it's not the time to be having those conversations no you're too tired and you haven't you haven't got the the, t- the time to to broach it fully to process to think about it because those kind of conversations and it's similar to like do we want to move house do we want to move the kids school do we want to work remotely do we want to um travel indefinitely do we want to sell our portfolio do we want to double the size of our portfolio any of those major um questions do we want to stay together Uh, do we want to get married Those, those major questions take time to discuss don't they and so you probably want to broach it and then both have a think about it and then come back to it and and i think the time over christmas that you have is 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 excellent yeah mm-hmm. um i guess it's worth mentioning january is a very busy time of year for us buying properties for that very reason a lot of people have those <laughs> conversations and yeah. and as a result decide they want to sell uh, in the new year which is uh, mm-hmm. which makes for january to be quite busy for us yeah. I think one one other um, activity that I really enjoy, and I don't know if this is the same for you, Amanda, is my yellow goal sheet. I love sitting down and doing my 10-year goals and my five-year goals because I've got time to actually get my calculator out and work it out. Um, so I can say, right, if I buy another 10 houses this year and another 10 next year, 
at this age I'll have this many what will that be making me what will my capital growth be over that period statistically you can really get into some depth and, and I find that quite exciting you know when you start adding up the numbers and adding up the zeros you think oh yeah all th- this last year and I don't know if you do this but I do an annual review so I sit down not always in um uh, in December sometimes it's October November sometimes it's January but I'll just spend a couple of hours writing down I go through my diary week by week and I go oh yeah we did that in that year and oh yeah we did did that in that month and oh we completed on that forgot all about that or oh we nearly had that deal but we lost it or we sold that one and I just do a little wins log and these are all tools aren't they these are all zone tools a little wins log and gratitude diary for the year and I find that really motivating and really a positive thing to do um Mm. do you do any of those amanda i haven't done an annual review and that's 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 something that i perhaps might i might have a look at frank i've not i've not actually done a rear view mirror on a Mm. whole year um i've done it on quarters before but not on a whole whole year okay yeah um so that's that's an interesting one um but um i i do love sitting down and doing my goals and it i find doing my goals is particularly beneficial for me when I've got my family around me because my why becomes greater if I'm sat Mm. in my office trying to write my goals it becomes mechanical if I'm sat writing them with my family around me and looking at my why why am I doing this what 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 am I you know what's my motivation then that emotion comes out in my goal writing much better than it does if I'm just sat in a room without that around me. That's so interesting, isn't it? So whilst I respect that that works for you, it doesn't work for me at all. So I would be distracted with my family. Maybe it's the age of our kids as well. But um, for me, I want to be in a, <laughs> a room on my own. I put my headphones on. I was talking to someone else actually this week and um, I was doing some really deep um, work. I had to write some really important copy and I put on some like kicking music with my big Bose headphones and like that cut out the rest of the world and I'm like tapping my foot away and, and they said to me what what are you what are you doing like you look like you're having a party there and I was so in the zone of um I actually jumped when they put the hand on my shoulder and um um for me that's completely the opposite you know I want to be in my own own world I want to be on my own I want to be absorbed in my goal setting but for you you want to be surrounded by those you love it's very very and very interesting and very important for us to find that balance I, I wouldn't feel great going into Christmas knowing I had your two days of work to do I'd feel like I um it just wouldn't sit comfortably with me but it works for you it wouldn't sit comfortably for you to take 28 days off or, or or whatever it is for me so I, I do think that's a really valid um point to take from this conversation is that we each have to find what's what's right for us what's gonna what's gonna work for us for sure yeah I think for me it's the giving myself permission it, it's it's a psychological thing it's a, you should be at work you should be doing this and I think it's something I have to work really hard on um, to actually give myself permission to take time off. You asked me earlier, Amanda, what the biggest mistake you th- I thought people make at Christmas. What, what is it for you? What mistakes have you made in the past and what do you see others doing? Um, the, I, the biggest mistake I've made is, is working like really hard over Christmas. 
thinking that, you know, I can't take time off. Um, that was, that was the biggest mistake. That was last year, actually. My PA was on maternity leave and um, I hadn't been hugely successful in, in replacing her for maternity leave. And as a consequence, you know, everything had backed up. And so I literally just didn't take any time off over Christmas at all. I, you know, Christmas Day, Boxing Day and and um, my anniversary and that was it. And as a consequence, I was ill in January. So that was a massive mistake for me. The irony of that is it probably unwinds all the hard work you did over Christmas because then you're yeah. laid up. But you could, you're not enjoying it and the rest of the world's passing you by. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, not allowing myself the time to, to you know, for my body to relax and, and re-energise. And that's a big one for me. Amanda, I've loved this conversation. I hope um, uh, that's given you guys listening some some food for thought and some activities to to perhaps enjoy over Christmas. And if, if anything, has just raised your awareness of your Christmas break that's coming up and and helped you to focus on what's going to serve you best what's going to really give you the best start to 2022 amanda thanks for joining us and uh, guys until next time happy investing sophisticated property investing a podcast brought to you by ethical property partners the experts in sophisticated property investment